when you present the body with something that looks like what it expects, it'll use it. So it binds to your hormone receptors, it activates the hormone receptors, it throws off the system, and then you need to process it like a toxin. You need to detox from that fake hormone, essentially. So it disrupts your female hormones, your adrenals, your thyroid, disrupts your system. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. Happy September, everybody. I cannot believe I just said that word. It is so crazy to think that we are heading into the last few months of the year. Like that is craziness. I am grieving summer already. Like it's so sad. It just came and went. And even though the fall season is quite beautiful and changing leaves and, and whatnot, it's it's actually a really pretty time of year. It's followed by winter, which is not so exciting. And I'm sure many of my fellow Canadians can relate to how I'm currently feeling, just kind of dreading it. <laughs> I just don't look forward to it. And every year, it's just a reminder that I really do need to go live somewhere hot year round, or at least spend some time, maybe like January, February, and March somewhere hot and just not be here for those super cold months. So anyways, enough of my complaining. You're probably going to hear a lot of it as we move into the winter months. Let's dive into our episode today with my guest, Wendy Trubo. She is passionate about helping women optimize their health and lives as a functional medicine gynecologist. Through her struggles with mold and metal toxicity, celiac disease, and other health issues, she's developed a deep sense of compassion and expertise for what her patients are facing. She is the co-author of Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great, and Feel Freaking Amazing, and has been regularly featured in Mind Body Green and Huffington Post. Our conversation today is a juicy one. We are diving into environmental toxins, and I often feel like this topic can feel a bit heavy because we listen to all of the toxins that we're surrounded by and all of the things we need to change and the products we need to ditch, and it can feel really overwhelming, and sometimes we can feel like we're not doing a good enough job, or we need to throw everything out and go spend all this money buying all these new cleaner products. And I really just want you to listen to this episode with a really open heart and an open mind. And we do address in this episode that you don't need to, number one, feel guilty and feel bad about your current lifestyle. And when you know better, you can do better. And if you are starting to dive into this world of really detoxing up your life and, and your home and whatnot, it's small steps. It's you know step by step, and it doesn't mean you got to throw everything out and overhaul everything. It's just the tiny little steps. So there's a lot of really interesting things that I learned today, and you're going to learn as well. And I really hope it 
really opens you up to just this new way of thinking and living. And I think we can all do better when it comes to environmental toxins and just living a healthier, cleaner lifestyle. And one that ultimately is also going to support the environment as well. So um, again, it's all those baby steps. So don't feel bad. We have to start somewhere and perhaps this might be the starting place for you. So in our episode today, we discuss environmental toxins, what they really are, and some of the biggest misunderstandings about toxins, how they're impacting our health and our immunity, how they're impacting our hormones. We talk about some of the most common types and sources of environmental toxins and the link between persistent infection, diseases, and environmental toxins. And of course, the approaches to detoxing and what therapeutic nutrition can really look like to support our body and detoxification. There is a lot of juicy info that is shared, and I really hope you enjoy it and perhaps want to share it with somebody near and dear to you. So without further ado, let's dive in. Enjoy. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Samantha. Great to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. We're doing a deep dive into environmental toxins today. Really excited about it. First, I would love to have you share a little bit about you and who you are and how you even got interested in, in environmental toxins. Sure. I My story has two major, I'm like a camel, right? So the first major hump was the first 35 years of my life where I had food sensitivities. I didn't know I had those. So I had strep throat, I had ear infections, I had irritable bowel, I had nutrient deficiencies, none of which responded to supplementation and had terrible gut in my 20s. And then in my 30s, I could barely get out of bed. So the first hump is the diagnosis of celiac when I was 35 years old after, I mean, I was sick for 20 years. Wow. And I immediately went gluten-free. That was my introduction to functional medicine. So went gluten-free, started untangling all of those other issues that having celiac for so many years had caused. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward, I become a functional medicine provider. I We have our own practice. I love doing this. And then fast forward again, I'm 48 years old and we just came back from this amazing vacation to France where we spent a week. And my kids are still talking about this vacation, just for the record. <laughs> but the month after I came back, my hair started falling out in like droves, like crazy amounts, like scary amounts. And I gained nine pounds and I had a rash on my face that I could not get a handle on. Like cortisone cream didn't do. Nothing made a difference. Right. I wanted to rip off my face. I would wake up scratching. So, you know, the first thing that anyone thinks of when they lose hair and gain weight is, oh, my thyroid must be off. Right. So of course I have access to all the testing. So I checked my thyroid and perfect. Never better. I was like, okay. So then I was like, well, I'm 48. I'll check my, my hormones. My hormones were great. And then I was like, well, all disease starts in the gut. So I'm going to check my, my gut. And my stool test was for a celiac with 20 years of dysfunction. It looked pretty darn good. Right. So now I'm really stumped. And one day I'm listening to the radio and I hear this report that when Notre Dame burned, it released 500 tons of lead dust into the air. And the closer you were, the more lead you got. And the farther away you were, the less lead you got. Well, guess when I was in France? The week after Notre Dame burned. Oh. So I tested my, my heavy metals, provoked urine test, and the levels were 25% higher than they'd ever been for lead. 
And I was like, oh my God, I got a lead exposure. So I looked at my husband, like, I got a lead exposure. We all got a lead exposure, but I'm the sick one. Right. And that started me on this path. So I had already tested for mycotoxins and those are the toxins that mold puts out when it's in your body. It's very creepy. And I had five strains of those that could cause weight gain and rash. And then I had these, I had lead and I also had mercury. And then I was like, well, might as well test it all. So I tested for the environmental toxins and the other category, the flame retardants, the gasoline fumes, styrene, plastic, phthalates, you name it. I had a whole host of them. And I looked at my husband and I was like, I'm such a dirty girl. And that's the book we're going to write because for the last, what, 13, 14 years, I've been the poster child for healthy living. And yet I have all these issues. So the question is, what does everyone else have who might not have all the access to the tools and the, the approach that I did? Right. Oh, well, we're thankful for your book. Obviously, not going through that experience is enjoyable, but you know, oftentimes it's going through that that leads to some of our biggest work, right? Mm-hmm. So there's always an upside. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when you say environmental toxins, can you break down in a little bit more detail what you're referring to? Like yeah. this is not just heavy metals. Let's break that down. Yeah, 100%. So when you think about metals, it works for me to put them in three buckets. So one bucket of the environmental toxicants is heavy metals. The top four of those, arsenic, lead, mercury, cadmium. And in fact, I was just looking at, uh, let me see, it's the National Toxicant Advisory something. It's a subset of the CDC. I was just literally looking on it yesterday. And arsenic, lead, and mercury, are the, they make a list of the top 200 most toxic substances. And arsenic, lead, and mercury are the top three. Okay. Doesn't get any higher than that. So right. they're super toxic. But that's so that's one category is heavy metals. And lead exposure comes through a number of ways. It, you can be born to someone who has lead because anytime a pregnant woman gets a woman gets pregnant and, and carries a baby, she gives 50% of her toxic burden to the baby. So pregnancy is a detox event for us. Wow. And then nursing is a detox event for us. So if you were born to a woman, then you probably got some toxins, okay? Right. So lead is through being born to someone who had it. Lead pipe exposure, kids in Flint, Michigan. If you were born before 1978, there was lead in the paint. If you were born before 1976, there was lead in the gasoline. Remember, if you were born to someone who was born before those times, you got their lead exposures. Right. And then there's also industrial power plants and, and industries that will still use lead. So that's lead. It can cause osteoporosis. Anyone who has osteoporosis in my world gets worked up for lead. Mm. It can cause chronic diseases. It's implicated in things like diabetes and heart disease. So it's pretty nasty. For sure. And then there's mercury, which typically we think of as fish and fillings, but it can also be if you eat a lot of high fructose corn syrup, they use mercury to make it from corn to high fructose corn syrup. So it's creepy. Uh, smelting sure. whenever there's tons of wildfires that releases mercury back into the environment and then it settles on the on the soil and the water and the fish and we get exposed to it and that can cause hearing loss it can cause autoimmune disease it's linked to dementia and degenerative diseases so they're all they're all pretty nasty right it's not like oh i don't have this i'm good it's like you might have something else so let's let's make sure you're safe and then arsenic, we think of as rice, but it's also in industrial processes. And cadmium is typically West Coast oysters and 
uh, tobacco smoke. And the arsenic is, again, corrosive to the body and cadmium can mimic a, a sort of flu-like illness, but in high doses, it can kill you. So they're, they're pretty nasty. So that's one bucket. Right. The second bucket is mycotoxins. These are the toxins that mold creates when it's in your body. It makes toxins. And those toxins, there's about um, 20 of them, 30 of them. Typically, when you take a step back, one out of every two buildings has had water damage in its, in its lifetime. So if you spend time in a right. water-damaged building that has mold, you're getting that exposure. So think of your home, your office, your dorm, your school, your workplace, wherever you hang out. I had a patient whose car was molded. And so this tracks back to lots of respiratory issues, asthma, uh, shortness of breath, skin things, eczema, psoriasis, rash, hair loss, weight gain. It is also then implicated in chronic and autoimmune diseases, degenerative diseases. So it's also pretty nasty, but typically people will notice the impact of that much faster because they're like, oh my God, I'm so itchy. What's happening? Right. And then the last category is that other, that last bucket, the other. And that spans everything from gasoline fume, which could be either from a car or, or flying. If you fly, do a lot of flying, you're getting exposed to gasoline fumes. Right. Plastics, which I'm sitting on my vegan leather chair. Vegan leather is plastic with my plastic microphone and my mouse and my headphones. And yep. So we're getting exposures in lots of different ways. If you sleep on a bed that's not organic, it has flame retardants in it. Right. And those flame retardants disrupt the endocrine system. And I know you do a lot of hormone talking, so I'm assuming you covered that, but let me just spend two seconds. For sure. When you disrupt, when you present the body with something that looks like what it expects, it'll use it. So it binds to your hormone receptors, it activates the hormone receptors, it throws off the system, and then you need to process it like a toxin. You need to detox from that, that fake hormone, essentially. So it disrupts your female hormones, your adrenals, your thyroid, disrupts your system. So right. their uh, flame retardants are endocrine disruptors. I could go on and on, but it's pretty horrifying to me, but it's like, it just never ends. For sure. It does seem like a lot. I feel like this conversation, number one, is super important. And on the flip side, it also feels very daunting because mm -hmm. I'm sure many people are like, well, what do I, like, how do I even live my life? What do I eat and how, what do I right. buy? And the furniture I buy, the clothes I wear, the car, like, yes. Where, yes. what do we do? What's a girl to do? Okay. So I think the first thing you got to think about is, does it matter? So there are some people who are super healthy. I don't know any of those people because I run in the functional medicine circles and everyone's really tuned in. But well, some people are truly, they're strong like a bull. They have no issues. For them, I'd be like, okay, that doesn't matter. I'm not talking to you, right? Right. But if you are listening and you, let's go through symptoms and then we'll go through diagnosis. For so sure. if you have symptoms including hair loss, brain fog, anxiety, depression, OCD, schizophrenia, heart issues like high blood pressure or your thyroid's not working properly, but you don't quite have a diagnosis of, of Hashimoto's or, or hypothyroidism, or you have exercise-induced asthma or just regular asthma, or your gut is irritable, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, female issues, bad periods, heavy periods, infrequent periods, fertility challenges, multiple losses, anything, mm -hmm. weight issues, too much, too little, if anything hurts 
those are the symptoms and then the categories of diagnosis that you should pay attention to that there there can be a toxins issue and this matters is anything autoimmune, so celiac, Hashimoto's, Graves disease, uh, multiple sclerosis, any of the degenerative categories, so multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, early dysfunction in your brain, high cholesterol, diabetes, cardiometabolic, PCOS, anything like that. If you're carrying any of those diagnoses, then this matters for you. So it matters if you have any of those issues that we've talked about. Right. And I always say to people, you can get toxins by putting them in you. That's mm-hmm. your food, your water, your alcohol, the plastic that you're drinking your water with. Right. Then you put toxins on your body from your beauty products and your hair and your shampoo. And if you take your clothing to the dry cleaners, they put formaldehyde in it. And your skin's your biggest organ. And it's going to either help you thrive or die. Right. So we don't want to present things to the skin for it to absorb that are harmful, your lotion. And then there's the other, which is, are you sleeping on a bed that has flame retardants? Do you pump your own gas? I no longer pump my own gas because I have very high levels of that. And I was like, this isn't worth it. I'm going to pay someone. So right. do you do your nails? Do you have the toxins from nail polish? Do you eat from plastic containers? Do you microwave in plastic? There's a lot of ways that you can get exposures. And so what we're looking at is how do we peel those exposures off systematically? So one thing is whenever you're eating food, aim for minimally processed, non-packaged, organic if possible, local if possible, and don't put toxins in your body from herbicides, pesticides, insecticides, because they're nasty and they're really right. awful. Right. And then eliminate your plastic water bottles. It's just not negotiable. Just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, and would you say the best option is a glass bottle, a stainless steel? Either glass or stainless steel or ceramic are my favorites. Okay. Uh, I have, I'm sure I'll break it at some point. I have a glass water bottle. I haven't yet broken it, but I'm super careful. Mm -hmm. This is the cue to break it, right? But my favorite is glass. I don't love the smell of stainless steel, but you can do stainless steel and then just make sure you test it. If it's produced in another country, it could be contaminated with lead. So, test it. Uh, 3M has lead testing kits that you can you can do. They're little strips and it's better than nothing, right? It turns a color in the presence of lead. Right. So, uh, and then alcohol, minimize or eliminate your alcohol because it's, it's literally a, a clear and present danger toxin. And so your body recognizes that. So you don't do your regular detox that your liver is supposed to do because it's like, whoa, danger. So I, I always say to people, if you can eliminate it and if you can't minimize it. All right, ladies, whether you are looking to support mental focus or maybe your energy levels or something specific for stress and sleep, Aversio Wellness Functional Mushrooms are where it's at. I love to use the Awaken Blend first thing in the morning. I will often put a scoop of that into my coffee. It's great for mental clarity and overall just mental focus, especially if you're spending the day busy on your laptop and working through a lot of projects like I often am. Midday, something like Energize Now is fantastic. It is cordyceps, which is really great for energy levels. And if you constantly find you are reaching for that second cup of coffee, try cordyceps instead. And then in the evening time, I always reach for the Chill Now, which is Rishi. And this is fantastic for stress and sleep. So head on over to aversiowellness.com, use the coupon code wellnesswitch at checkout and save 15% off these amazing functional mushrooms. So then the next category 
in terms of how you make a difference and how do you stop being exposed. And, and let me back up a step. Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm. You're not going to transform your toxin exposure in a day. For and it's sure. really about progress, not perfection. So as a human and as a female human, I'm all about perfection, but like, that's not real. Right. You know, for example, we went, we went to Peru a year ago and Peru doesn't have safe water to drink. So everybody drinks from plastic water bottles, you know, either small or big. It doesn't matter. They're plastic. There's no glass. It's too heavy. And we spent two weeks drinking from plastic water bottles. And I right. said to my husband, I feel like I'm going to hell. Like my brand is all about detoxing. And here I am. All I'm doing is drinking from plastic water bottles. Right. So you make the best of the situation you have and sure. don't sweat it. So when you're looking at, okay, what impact can you make on this exposure? And it's very important to stop filling up your body with the toxins so that your body can then start to work on getting rid of them. But if you're constantly exposed, you can't get rid of them, right? So as you're running out of something, so this is not get rid of all your beauty products and your lotion, your shampoo, your hair products, your makeup. Right. This is not throw everything out and buy everything new. This is what are you running out of? You're always going to run out of something. Right. So what are you running out of? That's the thing to level up on. And the way I recommend people do that is by visiting Environmental Working Group, ewg.org, or using the app Think Dirty. They both have apps. And searching the product that you have, because maybe you did a good job and you just didn't know it. Right. Searching the product, making an improvement if you didn't, and searching for things that are rated one or two, essentially. So low allergenicity, low cancer causing, low toxic load, essentially. And do that for every product as you run out. And then expand it to, what are you cleaning your house with? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I woke up one day and I went, oh, that thing I grew up with that my mom was like, this is really clean. It's not clean. <laughs> right. It just has a clean name. So don't get whitewashed, right? Or greenwashed. So be careful about what you're actually using and aim. And Environmental Working Group has certified products. So I found a brand called Aspen Clean and they have everything. They have windows, floors, dishwasher, laundry. And that's nice because it's all in one. So so I put that on auto ship and set it and forget it because they're a clean brand and I can trust them. For sure. And then in the third category, this is a little more challenging, not other because it's everywhere, right? So back in 1989, there was a study done that showed that air and water quality are accounted for one in every six deaths. That was in 1989. It's only gotten worse since then. Right. And so what I say to people is at the very least, filter your air, filter your water to the highest level of your budget. If you can do a countertop, cool. If you do a single room, cool. You can do whole house, amazing. Do your best with what you got. If you're someone who has a gasoline-powered car, don't pump it yourself. Let someone else pump it. Mm. If you're buying a new bed, make sure that it doesn't contain flame retardants because that whole design of flame retardants was for when we lived in close wooden tenements and people smoked and they'd set the whole block on <laughs> Right. Most of us don't live there anymore. Right. So if you're living in a standalone house and you don't smoke, the chance of it mattering is quite small. So I, I usually say to people, you know, if you're at risk, gosh, yeah, like get a bed with flame retardants. But if you're not at risk, get an organic bed with latex is naturally flame resistant. Yes, so that's what we have. Look for more natural options. Wool is flame resistant. So look for other options. Let me pause there because that was like a lot. No, those are, that's great. Those are some really fantastic tips. And just going back to, you know, when you were in France and how you got the lead exposure, yeah. would you say because you had a history with autoimmune and, and celiac, you were more susceptible to getting that versus your family? 
Um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into this, Samantha. So, so when you look at why am I reacting and not someone else? Right. I have the worst genes, but genes are only 10% of the story. Okay. Right. The other 90% was in my control, but I'm a child of the seventies. Sloppy Joe's was dinner. I don't even, <laughs> I've never even served my kids sloppy Joe's. They, they'd be like, what is that? I'm not eating that. Right. And then microwaves were brought into common use when I was a teenager. So then we microwaved our food in plastic, right? So I, I'm a product of all of these toxins and then layer onto it that I chose to go to med school. So I didn't, I didn't choose to have an easier life, right? I chose to go to med school and chose to be an OBGYN, which is challenging and stressful. And stress is a very nasty factor mm-hmm. for I was going to say nasty actor, and I'm like, it's a nasty factor and a nasty actor. It's both. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at how do you develop disease, stress is is really a very, very prominent issue. For sure. And then lack of sleep is a big issue. And as an OBGYN, I stay up for 36 hours. And let me tell you, I was not constitutionally set up to have that job, but they don't ask you those questions when they're like, what's your residence? Oh, I bet. I just knew I love taking care of women. (laughs) Right. So all of those things put together. So when you're younger, you're more resilient. And my kids have terrible genes. I've tested all of them. They have terrible genes, but we eat a lot cleaner than I did growing up. And they were younger than I am. And then the same things that had me develop the autoimmune disease, because this, you know, I grew up, I don't think my home was moldy growing up, but we never checked. Right. Right. I have no idea, but I know that I got those five strains of mycotoxins from somewhere. And so when you're looking at those things, the, the things that have you develop disease is just sort of chipping away at your health. Exposure, ongoing exposure, stressors. People will say, yeah, I got really sick after I got divorced or after I changed jobs. Right. That's because major life changes really are major. And we were like, oh, it was just a job. It was just a marriage. No, it's a big deal. We just don't account for it that same way. Right. It's true. We definitely undermine a lot of it for sure. Yeah. Can you explain the link between persistent infection, diseases, and environmental factors? Yes. So all of the all of the toxins that we've discussed and toxicants, they're all extremely irritating to the body. They're corrosive. Particularly, you know, they're corrosive to the gut, they're irritating to the body. And the body, when it's irritated, only has a few responses. You can develop a symptom like fatigue or headaches or brain fog or any of those things I listed before, you, you could develop that. Or you could develop an autoimmune disease or, or a degenerative disease or a cholesterol issue or cardiometabolic issue or PCOS. So you, your body only has certain ways to go. And so if you're prone to having a lowered immune system, that's the path you're going to walk down. So we, we all just have these things we're prone to. Right. This is where the genetics come in. Yep. I'm prone to autoimmune because I have terrible genetics. Mm-hmm. Someone else is prone to diabetes. Someone else is prone to, to Alzheimer's. And so what we're doing is when you're exposed to the toxins and you can't get rid of them, it just it, it's just like that constant drip that erodes the health. And so you can show up with, with lowered immune function because it, it's a direct stressor and stress over time will lower your immune function. So you start to draw the draw the lines between your exposure two, three, five, ten years ago to, oh wow, you know, I'm having issues now. I think a lot of us don't realize that, that the impact of something from, you know, 10 or 20 years ago mm-hmm. or how it can impact us now. Yeah. 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 So are there assessments 
I mean, you obviously tested everything. Can you dive into what that might look like? If somebody wants to test for their heavy metals or mycotoxins, what does that all look like? Yeah, it's super easy to test, but a disclaimer, don't go it alone. Like this is not, this is not the part. So the part where you improve your food and clean up your beauty products and start to peel off. And by the way, read the book, right? The book is all about a roadmap. We wrote the book so you'd have a roadmap. So if right. you're like, oh, where do I start? Read the book. If you're like, oh, I've got this. Cool. Don't read the book. But basically those things you can do on your own. No problem. When you start to get into testing and treatment, this is where you're going to want to work with a functional medicine provider because even to do a provoked test, you need to have access to DMSA, which is a metals binding agent. So you're not going to get that at the local pharmacy, right? right? Unless you have someone who prescribes, it has to come, it's compounded. And so work with a functional medicine provider. And and you can't do this until you've addressed what I'll call the foundations of your health. Is your gut healthy? Recognizing that these toxins are corrosive to the gut and eventually you can't get a handle on your gut till you deal with the toxins. You still need to deal with the platform of your gut. Are you eating food that your body likes? Are you sleeping? Are you moving your body? Are you managing your stress? Do you have relationships with others that work for you? That's the foundational work in life mm -hmm. and you can't step over that. So this assumes you've done the foundational work and now you're like, okay, now I want the, the whipped cream and the cherry on the top. Right. This, this is the top of the sundae, not the bottom of it. So it's, it's easy to do testing. It's, it's all urine testing. Uh, we do occasionally a little bit of blood to look for whether you've had an acute exposure to heavy metals, but generally, generally it's urine-based. And so we do a baseline test to make sure that there's no acute exposure. And then we do a provoked test that you do for six hours and it, and then we measure how much comes out because most of us have something. And so we're looking for, is it clinically relevant? Is it not clinically relevant? So you test for that via the urine. You test for mycotoxins. It's literally take a hot bath and pee, and that's the test. Super easy. And then the other category of environmental toxins also is urine. You just literally pee, collect it, and you're done. So it's pretty straightforward. And the, myc uh, the mycotoxins. So yeah, so that's all of it. And um, it's great because it's all you know. You can test it in the blood, but it's not as accurate. Right. Then you can test it in hair, but that's only showing what you're voluntarily getting rid of. It's not showing what you're you have stored. Got it. Right. So so it's the voluntary, easy process. And then nobody wants to do stool. So you can you can test a lot of these in stool, but nobody wants to. People are like, I'd rather pee than poop <laughs> and collect it and you know, you know right. put it in containers. Right. So it's pretty straightforward. And then what we do is when I'm doing this, I'm looking for where's their overlap, right? Because there's fiber that will help you get rid of metals and mold. So that's that's a win, right? Because you don't have to take 20,000 things. Right. So what we're trying to do is prioritize, like, what's the highest? What's the most clinically relevant? What's the worst problem? And let's deal with that. But let's see if we can have some synergy to deal with the other issues at the same time. Because people get treatment fatigue. You know, it's time. Oh, I bet. I bet. Yeah. So done, right? And it takes longer than you think. And it costs more money than you think, right? We're like, think about it's it's essentially a construction project of a human to reconstruct a healthy human. Mm -hmm. You mentioned take a hot bath and then pee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can you just expand on that? Yeah, it's it's um it's literally a 30 minute bath and then you wait 30 minutes and then you collect your urine to do the mycotoxins. Test. Interesting. Well, and why is mm -hmm. that? Why the hot bath? 
the hot bath helps uh, release the toxins. And so you see them. Interesting. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that before. So that's interesting to know. Okay, a really quick interruption to talk about myo-inositol. You've probably heard me talk about this pretty extensively on the podcast before, and if you follow me over on Instagram, you've probably seen me add a scoop of this into my morning coffee or elixir or even my smoothie. It really has a mild sweet taste, and it mixes very well into liquids and water, and I love this product for many reasons. It supports mood balance by modulating neurotransmitter receptors. It promotes healthy glucose metabolism. It promotes ovulatory function. And it's really great for supporting menstrual regularity, especially in those that are dealing with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's been studied clinically for use in eating disorders, mood imbalance, and PCOS. I am a big fan of it and I highly recommend it, especially if you are dealing with some of those issues I just mentioned and having issues with blood sugar regulation and glucose issues, as well as weight, PCOS, fertility, issues with your cycle, and finding even that you're really moody, especially in that luteal phase of your cycle, myo-inositol can really be a game changer for you. I personally love to use the one from Canprev. It is dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, soy-free, vegan, and sugar-free. So head on over to your local health food store or search online or the Canprev Myo-Inositol. Okay, so you mentioned fiber, and this is making me want to go to the nutrition route and perhaps even supplement route and some things that we can do nutritionally and also just like everyday detox strategies that we can implement as well. Does that mean doing infrared sauna you know, or just regular sweating? So I'd love to dive into some of these therapies that can be really helpful. Yeah. And this goes, this is again an area that you have agency and control over, and you don't need a functional medicine doctor to implement. So I would say, hands down, my favorite is a near mid far infrared sauna. Sunlight is considered best in class. Yeah. So I would say, uh, I was just talking to Lynn Patrick yesterday, who teaches the environmental medicine course and trains providers. And so her, her belief, and I would, I would echo this, is that you need about 30 minutes of sweating. So it's not 30 minutes total, it's 30 minutes of a hard sweat. And so sauna, if you're someone who doesn't sweat, that's very concerning. Mm-hmm. So you want to do a dry brushing that opens up the pores and that can get you sweating. So dry brushing or exercise before sauna to move the lymph. I think sauna is probably my favorite thing. And, and 30 minutes of sweating three to five times a week, you know, depending on what you can do. I used to go in every day, but that's very difficult to manage because it's a thing, right? You know, 30 minutes of sweating is really like an hour in the sauna. And then you got to shower and you have a lot of sebaceous glands in your head. Sebaceous glands are fat. You excrete toxins from your fat. And so you don't want them to store in your head. So you want to make sure you're washing your hair after you go in the sauna. Okay. So uh, sauna is one of my favorite. Not everyone has access to a sauna, but what I will say is there's portable saunas that are relatively inexpensive. You just want to be careful of the, of the materials because if they're using a PVC that's off-gassing, you know, you're, you're toxing while you're detoxing. So it's not the best. Right. But if that's all you can get, have at it, right? Yeah. Like everything is better than nothing. Right. So sauna is one of my favorite. Epsom salt soaks. Not everyone has a bathtub, so but you have a sink, and so I used to not want to get in the bathtub because I just didn't want to deal with it. 
but I would sit on my bathroom sink. I put a towel down because it was like hard and I would sit and soak my feet in an Epsom salt soak. Mm. If you can do full body, great. The magnesium is relaxing. It's good for it's good for everything. We're all low in magnesium, but Epsom salt is fantastic. And then and exercise. even if you just do your feet. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Even if you just do your feet. And then exercise, you can do that, you know, three to five times sweaty exercise. Cause you know, the women will walk into my office and they're like, I don't sweat. I'm like, Dad, that's a problem. Right. We want you sweating. Absolutely. Let's get you sweating. Right. So we work really hard to get people sweating because that's how you get rid of your toxins. You either sweat, breathe, pee, poop. I think that's it. Breath. You know, you've got to get rid of it somehow. Yeah. Respiratory. And remember your skin is your largest organ. And so if you can sweat it out, that's great for you. And then food you mentioned, mm-hmm. because we really want to, you know, everyone has a line in the sand. My, my line is pretty close to my body, meaning I don't have a lot of room to have excursions because of the previous history of dysfunction and the genetics and all that. So, you know, I'm, I'm very quick to react to things. Other people have more ability to have excursions, but figure out where your line is and then stay behind it. Right. Absolutely. And then alcohol. If you did nothing else from this conversation, but eliminate or, or significantly reduce your alcohol, that's in your favor. As women, we don't process alcohol the same way as the men in our lives. So when you go out to eat with a guy and he's like, I'll have a beer or a glass of wine or a drink. And you're like, cool, me too. He finishes his, you should be halfway through yours. It takes us longer to process the alcohol and it's more harmful to us and it's more disruptive to our health. So you cannot go head to head with the men in your life because you're going to lose that war. You might win the battle, be like, hey, I drank you under the table, but but really ultimately it's more harmful for you. So eliminate or significantly decrease alcohol. For sure. Now, just going back to the sauna and, you know, sweating, because you're obviously releasing and sweating out minerals as well. Yes. So what do you recommend sort of post sauna to really replenish that? Just like electrolytes? I love electrolytes. I don't worry. As long as your diet is balanced, I don't worry too, too much about what you're losing. But if you're going in every day, then yeah, you may, you want to drink while you're in the sauna. I've had people say, I'm not sweating. And I'm like, you're probably dehydrated. You're not going to sweat when you're dehydrated. Mm. So I used to drink six cups when I stayed in the sauna for an hour. And I found that I was up all night using the bathroom because I, <laughs> I six cups, like I didn't need that much. So now I'm good. I'm good with three cups and then I only get up once. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay with that. But if you're dehydrated, you're not going to sweat. So make sure you hydrate. And that would be a good opportunity to throw electrolytes in and just drink it while you're in the sauna. Right. Okay. Good tips there. And just speaking of not sweating, dehydration is one reason, but what are some other concerns there if you're not sweating? Well, if you're not sweating, you're not detoxing. So you've now taken one of your biggest, uh, one of the biggest ways of detoxing out of your body, out of the game, essentially. So when you're not detoxing, then you're leaning very hard on your liver, which is stressful for the liver and your kidneys and your gut, and it's stressful for the system. So we don't want to be leaning that much on the other ones. You know, it was, you were designed to sweat. So uh, let's talk about deodorant, right? So I can appreciate not wanting to be stinky and I can appreciate not wanting to have sweat stains. Right. However, when you put an antiperspirant, not a a deodorant, so it's not just making you smell nice, it's preventing you from sweating. And remember, these are also often aluminum, 
which are going right into our sensitive tissue. We have a lot of vascularization. We have, the goal is to drain toxins out of the breast. So we have all of these lymph nodes. So when you shut that down, it's a problem, right? right. So our bodies were not designed to not sweat. They were designed to sweat. So when you don't sweat, you don't detox. And that can lead to buildup of toxins, cardiovascular disease, metabolic disease like diabetes or PCOS. Alzheimer's is considered type 3 diabetes. Like It puts us at risk for all of the things we don't want. For sure. So you mentioned antiperspirant. Are there other products that you feel women should essentially start with? I remember reading how lipstick has a lot of lead. You know, are there specific, I know you mentioned that it's important to just kind of take it kind of step by step and you don't have to replace everything at once. However, are there some products that you have seen to contain higher amounts of heavy metals than something else? Yeah, interesting. Um, Ayurvedic medicines, if they're made in another country, often can are deliberately seeded with with heavy metals. Interesting. And it's not. It used to be part of the treatment. Okay. So it's no longer traditionally part of the treatment, except in third world countries that are producing the Ayurvedic medicines, they haven't gotten the memo. And so, if you're drinking teas or Ayurvedic medicines that are from other countries, that's something that I would very quickly convert to an American standard and just get rid of it. Are you talking about like Ayurvedic supplements or herbs? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And if they're from another country. So if they're made in the United States, they would not do that. That is not, they'd get their butts in a sling. But if they're made in another country, I'm not going to name names, but if they're made somewhere else, Mm -hmm. get rid of those. Okay. Uh, If you're drinking tea, like everyone loves tea. If you're drinking tea, guess what? The bag is plastic. Mm -hmm. So convert to uh, yogi tea doesn't use plastic in their bags. And then I think traditional medicinals does not use Okay. Plastic in their bags. Know. But look to see what's in the bag because otherwise you're just literally pouring boiling water over plastic and then that's an endocrine disruptor. So we start getting on the rat wheel again. Right. And then in terms of makeup, personal care, if you are putting lotion on your entire body every morning, that would be the first thing to go to level up on because you're applying it to such a large area. And then if your lipstick is made and it's not a clean brand, yeah, I would, I would get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But really everything is meaningful. Everything everything helps. And so everything's better than nothing. Right. So wherever you start is where you start and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's good. You know, we're so we're so like hyper focused on did I do it right? You did it right. Right. Just be in the game. Don't leave the don't leave the game. Just stay in the game mm-hmm. and you did it right. It's a good point because again, this can be really overwhelming and we want to do things perfectly. But every little step counts and matters, which is what's important. Well, that was really informative. I'd love to hear more about your book, Dirty Girl. You mentioned that it's really providing this roadmap of kind of where to start. So take us through that a little bit. Sure. It was based on my experience of having all these toxins that I had no idea about. And so we wrote the book to bring awareness to what can you do to retake your agency and take control of the narrative and really influence your health future, right? Like we're like, oh my God, how do I even start? But you're not a victim. You have control over a lot. So how do we give back the control? So it's a roadmap. So every chapter has actionable items. We're redoing it. So we'll have calls to action so that it's like, do you want to take a quiz to even understand how toxic you are? Well, we've got that for you. Right. So to help people really understand whole life treatment. 
and the book is a roadmap for that. So it's it's on Amazon and it's on Kindle and it's 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 a fun read. It's not a heavy read, although it's horrifying, right? People are like, oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. But go slowly, right? Again, Rome wasn't built in a day. Take it at the pace that works for you. Beautiful. And where can our audience find you and connect with you? Sure. So there's two main ways. If you're wanting to be involved with a functional medicine provider, that's our bricks and mortar, which it's an insurance-based medical practice. We are a membership practice. So that's fivejourneys.com. And then if you're farther away and you can't get to Massachusetts for a consult, but you want to be involved, we have our online brand, which is called dirtygirldetox.com. And actually, I have a gift for your listeners, which is dirtygirldetox.com forward slash gift. And on that site, you can get chapter one of the book. You can get information. You can get uh, you can take that quiz I alluded to, and it gives you action items. So that's a spot that you can go to to essentially get a free gift yeah. and also get a, a non-toxic guide to healthy living. So there's a lot that you can get there. And that's where we have programs, we have supplements, we have coaching, and that's really wherever you are in the world, we can take care of you on that way. Great. Amazing. Well, that's definitely a good first step. And it's dirtygirldetox.com forward slash gift. Great. Well, thank you so much, Wendy, for being with us today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Samantha. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being with us today. I really hope you learned a lot and perhaps want to share it with somebody in your life. If you would like to connect with Wendy, you can follow her on Instagram at Five Journeys Health. You can also head on over to fivejourneys.com and be sure to check out her book, Dirty Girl. Ditch the toxins, look great, and feel freaking amazing. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a beautiful day. I'll chat with you next week. Take care.